tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. Out of paper, out of stock, there's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. For your business paper needs, or Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people, Dundamip. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and human scarecrow at Shoot Farms, Edwin Janes. It doesn't pay much and you can't unionize. But with me, as always, is my producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. This was a successful unveiling. <laughs> <laughs> this was a successful podcast introduction. Uh, our dear friend Sean Roney uh, is unable to join us for this recording, and this is going to be kind of a unique episode. We wanted to put something out for you guys this week, uh, and what we didn't want to just do a rerun. So what we're going to do yeah. is Alex and I are going to check in at the top, do some voicemails, some emails, and then we're going to play the audio or the main discussion from our Nate episode, which is one of my personal favorites of all the times we've done this show. It's one Falls of the times to his knees. Yeah, <laughs> that's the moment. One of the times where I think we've all laughed the hardest. So it felt like a good one to rerun uh, if you're going to yeah. go back and listen to something else or something yeah. that we've already done before. Um, but yeah, I the, think for, for those of you that think Sean is just mailing it in, he's not. He's just been in the grinder with work um we've also been all of us all of us flew to louisville and back for a wedding recently our schedules mm -hmm. have been um even more condensed than they usually are so uh sean wasn't able to join us this week but as edwin said we we soldier on and we wanted to give you something rather yeah, than just yeah. replaying an episode so um, and sean will be back when he can I mean, yeah he's he's just really caught up in the grind right now but um i think without further ado we should let's jump into it and uh why don't we start with Why don't we start with Louisville? Uh, we just got yeah. back because um, I believe Edwin, you posted the video of Sean playing the theme I did. to the office on this grand piano in at this beautiful property we were at in uh, Louisville for this wedding, and um, it, it was a really cool setting that whole place. But watching Sean play like play that in this. It's like it just felt like in American history in this house. It was like what a what a funny little scene this is but I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, congrats to our friends Matt, Matt and Becca uh, for getting married. And uh, it was it was really fun to be there. I think you if you watched our Instagram story, you did see I recorded Sean playing the office theme on the piano. Yeah. Um, we had a little bit of time to kill before the wedding, and uh, there was a piano in the hall. So Sean just started playing that, and it felt like it was a good thing to post. Um, <laughs> it was. We had a lot of fun, though. It was nice to just. It was nice to see you again, even though you just moved. I know. You'll never get rid of me. I told and, you. Yeah. You'll be back in about five weeks from my wedding. That's so, right. Uh, this is all all happening very fast. But um, the third wheel is why they call it a tricycle. Do you, how was the? Um, I mean, you you've been on a plane since. I have been on a plane. COVID. You <laughs> haven't. No. Oh, oh I, I was joking. Yes, in general, I've been uh, on a plane since, since COVID, COVID. Yeah. Uh, a, a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, wearing a mask is is uh, 
not fun on a plane, but you know, yeah, it, it is what it is. You get there. Hey, it. you want to make this claustrophobic space even more claustrophobic? <laughs> Wear this. Don't take it off. Well, which is difficult. a good idea, but man, it's just like that's the price of flying right now. It's difficult when you have your headphones and the mask and you're trying to figure out which order you put them on or, you know, they, they mm. layer on top of each other. But but anyway, um, Ooh, I'll talk about that in our ad later. <laughs> uh, good, good. Uh, we have we have a solution then. We have a solution for um, you. But no, uh -huh. it was really good. To it was really good to travel with friends. It's something that I mean, travel has been pretty sparse, I think, for all of us, you mm -hmm. know, in the last year or two. Um, and to travel to a place to get to see you guys and hang out for that weekend was really nice. Just getting was hotel rooms on the same floor and just hanging yeah. out at night. Like mm -hmm. I didn't I don't think I went to bed before one one thirty at any of all three, four nights I was there. Three nights, I guess. Uh, and, a lot of late nights, a lot of, lot of laughter, just belly, just belly aching. Yeah. From yeah. So much laughter. <laughs> It's just, uh, just beautiful. I'm glad that you had all those belly laughs. <laughs> well, I've never been um, to Kentucky either. I love me neither. It. Me neither. Louisville yeah. was fantastic. I just, mm -hmm. I mean, I was only there for a few days, but kind of fell in love with that city. A story that I don't think you were there mm. for was we were we were driving back in our Uber one night, and we were talking, and our Uber driver said, and there, I think maybe three or four of us in a car. It was an XL. She said, "You all sound like NPR people." <laughs> And uh, and and Colin said, Edwin, do Ira Glass? Says, Welcome back to this American Life, Ira Glass. Treat our show, of course, choose a theme. We can write stories on that theme. This week, my old Kentucky home. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> home, sweet home. It was, it was, it was, it was perfect. It, it never, it never been set up more perfectly like that in my life. It was great. Yeah. I mean, here, here's what I appreciate about your Ira Glass impression. I mean. The vocal quality is good, but the cadence, the the, the pauses, the inflections, I mean, that's that's really what you have dialed in, um, even more so than the actual voice, I'd say, is the stylings of, of Hourglass. That's good. Um, which is great, because he's had such an effect on so many so many different audio producers out there. Uh, you, you can blend right in. But I, people hey, on this show want more of that impression as well, so... Anytime you want to do that today, feel free to just slip slip into the glass, the glass slipper. <laughs> hey, it's Ira. <laughs> a couple times a year, we like to point a different cause, raise money for. So before we jump into this week's episode, I just want to take a moment to highlight. Um, <laughs> he always does that he a couple does. times. He does. The charity, the charity intro. Hey, um, but yeah, Ira. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like we need, like he needs it. Like, oh, yeah, that's who yeah. this is. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Um, and I, I hope, I imagine that most people, our listeners know Ira Glass, but if you've never listened to this American life, you know, that, well, <laughs> they need the listeners, check, check, check it out. out. Yeah. yeah you need the context. Yeah, they really need the support <laughs> in these times. The original well, greatest podcast of all more time. Than ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Relief. Yeah. Um, but no, just overall a uh, really good time. It's been such a whirlwind yeah. these last few weeks, moving and going back and forth. I, I forget that we don't all live in the same city, hanging out with you guys again. I um, it's only recently I was like, oh, I should invite Edwin. To oh, he's not here. <laughs> That's sad. We were we were talking about go a certain a, a show, and I was going to suggest like, well, when we get back, we should all see it. And then I realized that we're not all coming back to the same city. But um, we were talking about okay. Shen Yun. Okay. Shen Yun. That's, That's right. right. We we're going to China before communism. Yeah, um, but yeah, well, I'd love to see it separately at the same showtime, mm -hmm. and then get back and get on a Zoom call. And, yeah, um, I'm into it. Yeah, but 
I think you would be happy to know that as far as life checking stuff goes, I finally got a refrigerator today. Oh, good man. You can finally have cold, <laughs> fresh food again. Yeah. Uh, Edwin was this... complaining at Kentucky. I'm just like, I'm just, I haven't had like cold, fresh food in so long. It's like if when you don't have a fridge, everything you eat is, unless you're going to a salad bar or something, uh, everything you eat is, is like hot takeout food and you don't realize how much you crave something out of your fridge, which I, I can totally understand. Well, you know, I moved, I've never moved into an apartment that didn't have a refrigerator before. I guess it happens every now and then. But uh, I also didn't realize the like lead time that it takes to order a fridge to make sure that it all fits and everything. Mm. Um, and but yes, um, uh, I got it delivered this morning. Um, and I thought it was really funny that like a few weeks ago when we all said, you know, we said goodbye. It's like, oh, moving on next chapter whatever. And then I see you two weeks later and I say, I miss the taste of refrigerated food. (laughs) The pleasures of cold food have left me. Edwin's been in the wild for weeks. Yeah, no, but no, it's all good. It's all good. It's a, it's it's a, it's been an adjustment for sure. My first week, um, it was, I was, I got down here and I had a week before, but the rest of my stuff Mm -hmm. arrived. And so I was sleeping on an air mattress, just didn't have a ton of stuff Mm -hmm. here. And I went to get, uh, maybe I've told you this, but I think I I got a massage just cause like it was, uh, you're sitting in like a, like, it's not a very restful place without having all your stuff uh, in the apartment. And the whole time, the the massage therapist just going tight <laughs> everywhere, tight. Like I was like I was like oh I'm like uh, you know I, I would make know she's like oh I'm sorry I'm like it's okay she's tight everywhere, everywhere tight <laughs> all over tight. She said two weeks you come back. I was like all right all right I guess I have to just yeah. I love I love the apology from from the massage therapist i'm just yeah. like look i'm sorry it's gonna hurt you, you're just like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm beating a brick wall is what's happening right now mm-hmm. she she didn't say much it was tight, tight everywhere, everywhere. Tight. <laughs> like that's exactly how uh, she's gonna say it to her partner when she goes yeah, home that night yeah. she's like oh i had a client <laughs> tight everywhere, yeah, everywhere all over yeah yeah um, but anyway, it's uh, it's coming. Well, I'm along, glad you're man. settling. I'm glad you're settling. Yeah, can't LA. wait for you guys to come visit. Yeah, that's it's gonna happen. We'll do a, we'll do a, we'll do an episode live from LA. Field trip, road trip. Yeah, we'll have to. Maybe set up a little live show, little little in person show. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be great. crazy. Uh, I say for me, being at the wedding was a good. Um, the whole time, just since since we're in the or in the final uh, stretch of planning our own wedding, that being at a wedding that close to ours is just a constant. You're just always doing the checklist in your head being like, Oh, we should do that. Oh, I don't know if we're going to do that. Okay. Well, we don't want to do this. So it was a nice way to sort of balance and see almost like a real life wedding play out to be like, Oh, we do need this. We don't need this. And so constantly it was that. Um, but I'll tell you this. I had never, uh, the, Maybe it was my shoes were terrible, but a dance floor that was like the concrete was like uh, made it rough on my legs after a while. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just my my little legs are the problem. But mm-hmm. uh, we have a cement floor at our venue. And so we're like, oh, wait, we're definitely going to get the dance floor add on. Get that, you know, the little your classic uh, tiled dance floor that you see at most weddings, you know, a little cushion in there. I think it's like, OK, I'm, we're definitely going to use one of those. Um, but it, I don't think it would have worked. Uh, at Matt's venue because it had a uh, pouring rain there for a while. Yeah. Um, they got they got it cleared up just for the ceremony, and then it was just rain for a while. So we got lucky. A little yeah. rain on the wedding day, but uh, again, mm. like you said, I want to echo congrats to Matt and Becca. What a, what a lovely time that was. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, great that we can all get together again. Not just the three of us, but like, you know, we, we, rarely, we rarely get to see them, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so that was all, that was all really We saw, but. we had our own version of Florida Stanley, Kentucky Sean. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. I, I don't know. It's, it's not like he did anything crazy. It's just funny. No, I know. It's just it's yeah, funny to yeah, think Kentucky yeah. Sean. Kentucky Sean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is yeah. Sean when he's had uh, whiskey every night and then during the day he's just worn out. <laughs> <laughs> way it's like super low energy florida stanley mm-hmm. he's on vacation but he's tired <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they also took the red eye to get there i mean he was yeah he was behind the gun from the start man, yeah. the whole weekend mm-hmm. felt bad yeah. for him but sean's um, a champ yeah he made it through that's you true. got it yeah but uh no man i'm good good to check in i'm good to check in i think um i hope i hope people like that <laughs> hope so dude uh, but we should uh yeah but we should uh let's move on to our voicemails and our emails from the people the people listening yeah we thought we'd in. just throw in some uh some stuff that we haven't fit into the shows recently and and toss it around and then um mm-hmm. yeah and then like we say we'll we'll throw to some some content about nate one of our favorite episodes uh so mm-hmm. let's start Let's start here. A little voicemail from Mike. Hey, this is Mike from Phoenix. Great show. Uh, I want you guys to discuss the moment or piece of dialogue that makes you sit back and think, damn, this is the best show ever. And I don't mean something iconic like Bears beats Battlestar Galactica, but something where you just sit back and say, wow, I, I can't believe how perfect that was. For me, it's when Dwight asks Jim, who's Sarah Kaya Combs in? <laughs> it just blows me away every time. So if you guys have some thoughts on that, I'd love to hear it. Thanks. Well, thanks, Mike. That's a, that's a good question. And well, well read. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, nice pacing, yeah. good volume. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Very good. Mike. Yeah. Good job, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a moment that comes to my mind right away, but do you have one? I mean, there's, there's always going to be several, the one that for, for me, and I've probably mentioned before, but the one, one for me is the, the Crentist exchange. That whole scene, mm. um, is just brilliant to me and it's, it's the writing. Yes. But the acting, the chemistry and, and the, what you need, those characters, those characters have to stand up so much on their own for that to work the way it does. Cause when you looked, mm-hmm. I think if you looked at the writing of that on the page, of like, what's your doctor's name? Crentist. Your dentist's name is Crentist. Like, it looks kind of silly and kind of stupid. It's so basic. But the execution of that scene, the way it's shot, everything about it is like, just encapsulates so much of what I love about the show. The the style of how it's filmed and the way the characters act, um, or whether, the way the actors bring the characters to life. Perfect moment for me. Dwight, or Dwight's respect and fear for power and Michael assuming his power. Yes. Is what really makes that scene. And, the way and, like, that, and you yeah. you know that Michael knows. Dwight kind of knows mm-hmm. that Michael knows, but he's not admitting it to himself yet. And he's trying to squirm out. It's, it's, just, it's perfect. The noise that Dwight makes when Michael checks him. Oh. <laughs> Even the way he takes the peanut M&M. Yeah. <laughs> the way mm-hmm. Michael. No, really. Have an M&M. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just great. How about you? Uh, the, the one comes to mind right away is in the fight, mm. um, which is Dwight saying, uh, what belt are they? <laughs> what a small little moment. Okay. Yeah. Here it is. He goes, Michael. Oh yeah. That would be kind of worthless because I know a ton of 14 year old girls who can kick his ass. Jim says, you know, a ton of 14 year old girls, Dwight, what belt are they? 
I have a feeling all these are going to have a little Dwight in them. Yeah, it's 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 like it, it's a joke on top of a joke, which yeah. I really love. Yeah, I feel that way about um, in the fire, just Dwight chipping in from the from out of camera, just the crow mm-hmm. uh, on desert island movies. Just it's such a little thing that is such a like. If you know Dwight's character and you know that movie and you know everything, it it, it works out so well. Um, next big one for me is 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 just a pure Steve Carell moment, and it's it's sort of what Mike's talking about of like why it makes it the best show ever is is like because so much is because of Steve Carell and what he brings to Michael Scott and how much it's just the fulcrum of the whole show, and that is simply the exchange when he's by himself. Well, he's not by himself, but he's talking pretty much to himself. During, I believe, Ben Franklin, when he's talking about um, wanting to throw a guy's shower, a shower for guys, uh, <laughs> and how long that bit goes on, it un- the joke unfolds like three times, and it's just Michael talking to himself pretty much, and with Pam and everyone else in that room reacting. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's, it's this moment to me that encapsulates just the, the virtuosity <laughs> of of Steve Carell uh, playing that character, and is like, this is. This is why the show's good because you could even just put Michael talking to himself in the conference room, which happens a lot, and it's still it's so so funny, and it it only works because of the style and the craft of how the show's made that you could even have that moment in that way. So that would be my my other favorite moment. No, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. I it is. It's an hour long shower for guys. Yeah, <laughs> a guys afternoon in a, a, a gii a gay, a gay. Yeah. not. It's more of a, just he resets, he does it again, and he digs himself even deeper. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, so much of so much of what makes the show it is Michael and Steve Carell, and it is what like it, it's the X factor, you know, mm-hmm. and so and so much of it. I think um, the other sort of dynamic that really makes the show sing for me and that sets it apart is a lot of the stuff in the early seasons. The one that came to mind again from this question is in Diversity Day. When Pam falls asleep on Jim's shoulder and he has to wake her up and after he's lost his, his sail to Dwight and he looks at the camera, just, uh, not a bad day, you know, like there's like, just, it, it's not like, maybe it's not a line, but just, uh, it's, it's, um, we talked about in the last one, Greg Daniels, the flower that grows in the pavement, just that little mm-hmm. bit of warmth mm-hmm. and optimism and like, uh, you know, limitless paper in a paperless world, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Last shout out for me is one I have a drop for, which is this one. The only thing I am worried about, I'm getting a boner. <laughs> that comes at the very end of that episode after everything they've been through. Yeah. And it's just, Michael just will never get it. But he thinks he does. He thinks <laughs> he does. And that's even funnier. All right. Let's move on. Uh, thank you again, Mike, for that one. Let's yeah. move on here. Uh, voicemail from Beth. Hi, this is Beth from Alaska. I just listened to your draft episode. Um, how did no one, no one quote Uncle Al? Even the doctor didn't know. <laughs> also, Alex, you totally should have picked Creed. Anyway, I love what you guys do. Much love from Alaska. Bye. Even the doctor didn't. Yeah, I know. I we somehow <laughs> we somehow skirted around that. <laughs> of the few lines Uncle Al has, we missed that yeah. one. So thank you. We you know. A lot of we get a lot of voicemails and messages uh, flaming us in good nature for the mm-hmm. things we've forgotten or missed or stumbled over. Um, so. Impulsivity and inattention to detail. There you go. Also, I wanted that in there because 
I did get a lot of pushback about Creed. I thought I, I thought it was. I, I understand why people think that <laughs> when it comes to our draft, but you know, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot. People had a lot of strong opinions about our our drafting strategies. But uh, that's the price of the biz, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. Little Uncle Al love here. All right, um, of course. Let's go to a let's go to an email here. Um, this was another great point brought to us by uh, Steph, one of our uh, one of our longtime Scott's Tots hey. on Patreon, um, who says this. You guys, you guys, I'm freaking out. I've seen The Office beginning to finish more times than I can count, and I never made this connection. In your most recent episode, you quoted Dwight, who referenced Comstock Hall. Someday we'll all get together and Comstock Hall and laugh about this. Oh, I know where this is going. Yes. Now, why does the name Comstock sound so familiar, I ask myself? It's because Oscar adopts Angela's cat, who is named Comstock. So Angela Mm -hmm. named a cat for Andy and not the one that he gave her, Bandit, which is actually such a sweet gesture in a relationship that seemed very cold. Yeah, especially naming rights for a cat for Angela. Seems Mm -hmm. like a, a big gesture. It's just another example of the writers sprinkling in wonderful little details throughout the series. So cool. Thank you, guys, and congrats on the move, Edwin. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and thank you for your message. I, I had never put that together. But I had never she, thought this either. As soon as I heard Comstock Hall, I was like, oh, like the cat. Yeah. The cat. Ca- yeah. I had never either. And I, I, that could be that she gave, she let Andy name one of them mm-hmm. or, or named one, you know, on his behalf. Eh, we were looking for kitten. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't uh, have the drop board. Otherwise, I would have played that myself. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a little slow here. No, it's okay. It's hard when it's just Let's the two of us. Let's go to Andy. Andy and the tuna. (laughs) Don't know, super care. (laughs) Darn! (laughs) You can just—he's got the best drops. You can just Andy. Andy does have the best drops. He's just—he's just got. They work so well on their own. (laughs) Why is that in the kitchen? You know what always makes me laugh? We're laughing now. Yeah. Just the we talked about Andy faces. I think it was on a Patreon episode where the way he like bites his lip. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. He uses it in a few different like contexts. Sometimes when he's really happy or when he's really uncomfortable. <laughs> really, really frustrated. Because yeah. he makes the same face when he finally <laughs> thinks he figures out the Kit Kat theme and he goes, nailed it. He does, He yeah, makes that yeah. face for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah. Ah, gosh. Thought about it. I'm in. <laughs> You got Andy quotes for any moment. Maybe do you think more so that Michael Andy is like the most malleable of the drop characters? Yeah, a lot of Michael's ones are so. Uh, there's just a lot of energy behind him, and Andy's are, Andy's very versatile. He also has a lot of musical ones. Yeah, yeah. He's just got true. a little bit of everything. <laughs> that's very true. I am pursuing fame of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do we have another Ooh. message, or do you have more drops to play? Uh, I did have another email uh, from Emily, who says this. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm going to read the whole thing because it's really sweet. Sure. Emily yeah. says, hey, guys. Just wanted to thank Hi. you. <laughs> Hi. Hey. <laughs> just, just, just wanted to say thank you uh, for the much-needed laughs this last year. 
It's been a rough one for so many reasons, including the loss of a close friend to breast cancer. So sorry to hear that. I'm also an avid runner, and when I lost that outlet several months ago due to a knee injury, I slid into a pretty bad depression. Your pod has made me feel less alone and is one of the bright spots as I continue to get through this. Local Ad is one of my favorite Office episodes. Great choice. So I am naturally a huge fan of your theme song. So much of that, so much so that my husband even learned it on guitar so I can sing along hey. to it. That's sweet. Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. Sweet. That's uh, amazing. All right. Yeah, that's great. Um, being a huge karaoke fan, I have a related mailbag question. As you know, karaoke makes a few appearances in the office in Benihana Christmas and email surveillance. We get to see a few characters perform. My favorite is Kevin's You Ought to Know rendition. So here's my question is, what are some karaoke songs that you'd love to see specific characters perform in the show? Solos, duets, group numbers, all acceptable. I'll start by saying that Phyllis would probably absolutely or sorry i'll start by saying that i think phyllis would absolutely slay man i feel like a woman by shania twain <laughs> you're right thanks again your pod has been nothing short of predominant emily in charlottesville hey that's so nice thank you emily that's thanks really, emily. that's really amazing thank you yeah really sweet um yeah never 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 lost on us i feel and i feel you on that stuff too i like I, I broke my leg during COVID. I, all the stuff I used I do to, to feel sane, I couldn't do for about a year. Um, I've lost a friend to cancer. I, I, I feel you on that. So thanks for writing in, letting us know. Mm-hmm. On to a cheery, uh, cheerier topic. Uh, karaoke songs for characters. What do you got, Edwin? Uh, my first thought was Michael. I want to sing Michael singing a karaoke song in an appropriate context. You know? You're right. That's um, not, uh, not, what is Islands in the Stream? Yeah, No, exactly. he's Afternoon Delight. What does he sing? Islands in the Stream. Islands in the Stream. That's right. Um, I was thinking of Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Islands, Islands in the Stream where, uh, or Michael singing karaoke in, in an environment where it, it, the, this entire question is, it's fun to see Andy sing in the proper context, like Pam says mm. during Andy's play. And having seeing Michael sing and perform in the proper context would be really great, don't you think? If he had a karaoke sure stage, he could run around and interact with people. Um I, uh, he's a good. I mean, he's actually a good singer from what we hear a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they they made that where like, I, I, obviously Steve Carell can sing really well, and they they were like, yeah, let's let Michael Scott be a good singer. And you only hear it a few times though. I saw a guy do this at karaoke one time, so this is why I'll go with it for Michael. You ain't never had a friend with like me from Aladdin, the song oh. the genie sings. Yeah, yeah, Michael oh, could sing that one. Yeah, I was thinking he should. We should actually hear him do a full rendition of "I Will Survive" because he starts. Oh yeah, he starts singing that during CPR because mm-hmm. he he thinks it's the Bee Gees, <laughs> uh, but he's not, that's not the song that he starts with, which is "I Will Survive." First not I was alive. afraid. Yeah, I was petrified. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think he yeah, one. He'd nail that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I have a song for Jim because Jim is Jim is not a participant in things no. generally unless he's leading the charge like office olympics or flonk or 10 or something uh he doesn't like costumes he's he event he does of course participate with michael in karaoke finally out of for someone who jokes so much he is weirdly no fun <laughs> yeah he is he really doesn't <laughs> seem like a fun hang um yeah you try you try and give him a knuckles he's like someone oh, who are, jokes are we doing around all the time yeah, yeah yeah he goes for the yeah yeah it's, it's not not great but uh this is based on a uh, a friend of <laughs> a friend of ours, their brother, who does this at karaoke, oh. who who gives me gym vibes, which is uh, the song Tequila. Now, this is a karaoke hack for people out there 
if you don't think you're a good singer, yeah, uh, or you don't actually want to sing that much, but you want to just kind of lead a dance party, do the song Tequila, and all you do is shout the word Tequila every thirty to forty-five seconds. Tequila. Yeah. If you're somebody who doesn't go to go up a karaoke a lot, people might be surprised. Oh, he's going up this time, mm-hmm. and then you get kind of the fun sort of aspect of it you, that you're just doing this kind of a non-song. Um, you have to be yeah. comfortable dancing in front of people because you're going to be mm-hmm. sitting up there not singing a lot for a while. So you need you need to you need to like wave people up and have everyone dancing and dance it, together. Exactly. Yeah, yes. That's, that's yeah. a. I feel like that's a gym move. Is like mm-hmm. not not just me. I'm going to make everyone do this with me. Um, I would like to see Andy and Dwight sing "Country Roads" together. Uh, yeah. Yep. As a yep. duet. Yep. Absolutely. There, I mean, there's I, I'll, Andy could do a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Uh, little George Michael, you know, let him, let him really break free on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Faith that is, yeah. uh, we don't see a ton of Dwight singing in the show. Uh, he sings the Trans-Siberian orchestra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No lyrics in that, of course. Little drummer boy. Yeah. In that vein, I think he could do like do Host and he'd know all mm-hmm. the German. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you yeah. just sail. <laughs> I think Dwight would do. I'd like to see him do Host in German. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just running another one from the show, but like, I would like to see Meredith and Pam sing a duet. Mm. Um, you know, they were going to sing "Girls Just Want to Have Fun," but maybe there's another. Um, what about? Um, Ooh, Ryan and Kelly doing "I'm Real," uh, Jaw Rule and Jayla <laughs> as a duet. Was, Ryan and Kelly could do a ton of fun pop duets. Yeah, yeah. that that'd be Barbie my Girl? top choice for them. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be good <laughs> Uh, they would, they could, they could have a lot of fun with it for sure. Yeah. Uh, Toby could do some like Elliot Smith or something. Something sad. <laughs> Is it weird that my head went to sing, seeing Andy sing total eclipse of the heart? <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be really fun uh, too. but Meredith and Pam, I think could sing, um, time after time. That'd be fun. Mm. Yeah. Stanley can do any Barry white. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> He has his own song, Leslie David Baker. Florida State. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Who else? Daryl. Get Daryl up there. He's such uh, Daryl can do whatever he wants. He whatever I mean, Daryl is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, he would. He would. He's the. He should go last. Bring the house down. In theory, Andy could too, but he cares too much. <laughs> yeah, he's too insecure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but Daryl, Daryl would be really. Daryl really like good. put the sunglasses on. Yeah, he could do something cool. What about Kevin? We see Kevin sing a couple songs. Sure. What else would we like to see Kevin sing? Bruce Springsteen. Something. something yeah, like not that? the police. Yeah. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I like. I like that. I like Bruce. I'd like to see him yeah. missing Bruce. Mm-hmm. We're dancing, dancing in, the, in dark. the dark. Yeah. There it is. Nice. We did it. There you go. We did it. Whew. Oscar. Mm-hmm. Oh, what would Oscar sing? Oscar would sing something very pretentious. Oh, you think so? Well, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I'm just trying yeah. to think of what his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. Oh, man. Who could, I, I don't know. I assume Oscar. Oscar could, would sing a song in a foreign language. Volare. Whoa. <laughs> Cantare. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah any, any Gypsy Kings uh, mm-hmm. would be sweet. That, yeah, you're right. That would be so funny. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, some like really dense French song. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Aaron? What would Aaron sing? Taylor Swift? Also, no, I'd like to see Aaron sing something really aggressive. 
like she's in the she's like she's wearing the metal or something like her yeah, and Reed yeah. were like uh-huh. went through a phase and she still really likes you know corn or something mm-hmm. like not like full metal but like new metal stuff you know like Aaron says people like shells from faraway beaches <laughs> sorry it's just a random line <laughs> oh I got it I want Aaron to sing the alien ant farm cover of the Michael Jackson <laughs> Smooth criminal? Yes, that's what I want to hear. Okay, okay, yeah. (laughs) I want her to cover a cover. Yeah. Works for me. And then, uh, similar to Daryl, Creed can do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah. full range. He's just got, he's gonna, he's gonna own it. More than welcome to do spin and reeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he does. One, yeah. of the, one of the hits. All right, I think we sufficiently answered that question. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again yeah. uh, for your question, Emily. Appreciate yeah. it. All right, last one here. Uh, I got another a little. <laughs> since we did life check-ins at the top of the show, we'll have to. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We wanted to do this as well in voicemail. Let's get to this one. Well played, Michael Scott Podcast Company. Well played. This is Thaddeus <laughs> from the Piney Woods of East Texas. I just listened to the last episode, and right after me saying something about how I liked y'all's ads, because there's usually a little office joke at the end, <laughs> you know, I had just this generic vanilla ad of some lady talking that wasn't funny at all. I don't know if y'all did that on purpose, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just called to say, I'm on to you guys, and I'm probably going to end up getting Patreon. <laughs> Hey. I hope y'all enjoy me constantly updating y'all with my with my life as far as uh, the MSPC goes. Anyway, y'all have we do, a, man. We do. a great, great week, and I'll probably call you guys sometime after I listen to your, your next episode. Y'all know how it works. Uh, anyway, talk to y'all later. Thanks, Thaddeus. We appreciate it, man. Yeah. We get a lot of calls and voicemails, but Thaddeus is consistently just called to just like chat. But it's Let's like a know, it's yeah. like a one way mirror because we like we don't call him back on the show. Maybe we should sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll call him back right now. <laughs> but I I can't through this computer. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, anyway, I just I just love the check ins. I just love the check ins from Thaddeus mm-hmm. out there in the piney woods, East Texas. Good to hear from you. Thank you uh, to everyone who has written in, uh, sent in voicemails, all that good stuff. Um, but also, I played that one because it's a good reminder to check out our Patreon, folks. If you don't want those boring vanilla ads. Uh, in your episodes, you yeah, can our join. ads are chocolate, strawberry, mm-hmm. or what are the magic All spoon kinds. flavors? <laughs> Rainbow sherbet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You can join our Patreon again, five dollars a month, five bucks. That's it, not much, and you get our exclusive monthly mailbag episodes, which kind of feel like this episode a little bit, uh, and of course our ad-free uh, podcast feed as well. So you actually get your own separate private podcast feed straight to your phone or device where you'll get our uh, episodes ad free as well as our exclusive content that we post on there. Uh, we also donate a portion of all of our monthly proceeds uh, to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Um, and and as we're working now, we are working on our merchandise. So keep an yep. eye out. That should be available uh, in the coming weeks as well. Now, that's not just exclusive to Patreon members, anyone can do that. But just wanted to get that announcement in. It's just the price of a cup of coffee an hour. Not really. 
That's Michael's uh, insurance plan from oh, yeah. uh, from uh, from, Gra- from Grotty. Yeah, but uh, but no. Uh, hope. Thank you again to all our Patreon subscribers. Uh, would love it if you guys joined us there. Um, and then definitely very excited about the merch. Um, that'll be really cool. Very fun. We've been talking about doing that for a while. Swag stuff we all mm-hmm. get. I decorated my condo with all of my swag. Um, and soon you can do the same too. Uh, but um, what do we have next? Do you have another message or should we go to something else? I think that's it. Uh, that's all I have right today. now. Yeah. So why don't we, we're going to take a quick break here and um, when we come back, we'll be listening to our discussion about Nate, one of our favorite episodes we've done and one of our favorite discussions about one of our favorite characters. So stay tuned for that. We're going to take a quick break. Quick shout out to Magic Spoon. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, waking up on a Saturday morning. Uh, but we had to give it up because we realized that it's full of sugar and junk that you don't really need. Uh, I think all of us have been trying to cut down on carb, sugar, unhealthy food from time to time. Uh, but then it feels like you can't eat anything anymore, you know? But that's where Magic Spoon comes in. This cereal has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It is only 140 calories a serving. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. The variety pack comes with four flavors, which are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. All delicious, by the way. All delicious. That's very true. And you have to imagine that if Michael ever started that that store, Mike's Cereal Shack... He would have an entire top shelf magic spoon, an entire row of magic mm-hmm. spoon with all the different flavors ready to go. Uh, it tastes exactly like regular cereal from your childhood, but it is super nutritious. It's delicious, but super healthy cereal that really brings joy to your mornings or afternoons or whenever you have it. Go to magicspoon.com slash Scott to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code Scott, S-C-O-T-T, at checkout to save $5 off of your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Scott and use the code Scott to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Folks, there's so much going on in the world, whether it's stuff you're excited about or stuff you'd rather not think about, like the thought of your parent dating Michael Scott. You can't (laughs) always control the vibes out there, but you can always control the vibes in your head. And with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears, you can. I just recently was on several flights getting from Portland to Louisville for my wedding, and I was using Raycon the entire time. I have never had wireless Uh, earbuds, AirPods, those kinds of things. This is my first try, my first flight with them, and it has changed my life. Not only because I listened to Harry and the Hendersons at full blast without anyone knowing, (laughs) but it distracted me from the smell of egg salad sandwiches as well because my earbuds were so great. Also, you mentioned this, Edwin, but uh, dealing with like taking my headphones, my mask on and off, Mm -hmm. everything, they just stayed in there. I didn't have to take wires. It was a true joy to use. So whether you use them to pump up, wind down, work, or work out, Raycons are my go-to for on-the-go audio. And the new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With an improved rubber oil look and feel and optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these are impressive before you even start listening. You get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. There's pure mode, that's podcast listening, blues, instrumental music. There's balanced mode for rock, heavy metal, and there's bass mode for hip-hop, EDM, and reggae. 
There's also an all-new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead, which is great for runners. Raycons offer eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. There's also a built-in mic, and you can take your calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. Right now, Michael Scott Podcast Company listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Scott. That's buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, dot com slash Scott to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Scott. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. When you're building a great team, you need to find people with skills that complement each other. So how can you find the people with the right skills? And maybe you don't have someone like Dwight, who, for your convenience, has broken his resume down into three parts. Professional resume, athletic and special skills resume, and Dwight Schrute trivia. Uh, If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want. A short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description and you can even invite them to apply right away. So let's say you're Dwight and you're looking for a junior salesman and you're talking to Mo Schrute and he says, it says on your resume that you're a rep at Dow Chemical. I've worked, lived with you my entire life and I've never once seen you go to work. You can avoid those kinds of situations. <laughs> with Indeed Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post, according to Indeed data. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than those who only see it in search, uh, according to Indeed. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Scott. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash Scott. Indeed.com slash Scott. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Indeed. Also, FYI, uh, (laughs) I don't technically have a hearing problem. But sometimes when there's a lot of noises occurring uh, at the same time, I'll hear them as one big jumble. Uh, Again, it's not that I can't hear uh, because that's false. I can. Um, I just can't distinguish between everything I'm hearing. Got it. Uh, Say, is it just me? Also, Daryl, FYI, I already told this to Andy, but uh, you should probably know, I technically don't have a hearing problem. It's just when there's a lot of noises. Nate! No part of this concerns you. That's what Andy says. Say, is it just me or has gum gotten mint here? Today, we are talking about Nate Nickerson, a.k.a. Zwartipit. Um, And that's it. That's the only AKA I could come up with. Black Peter from the uh, Bell Schnickel Christmas episode. At one point, Daryl says, my man Nate here. But that's... (laughs) My man man Nate. AKA my man man Nate. Um, Nate Nickerson. AKA, who is this guy by our cars? (laughs) Is what what Angela says. Who is this guy by our cars? That's a good one. Oh, I wish I had Uh, that one. Uh, uh, Played by Mark uh, Proksh. I say Proksh. Proksh? Yeah, I heard him on a podcast. He okay. said it kind of rhymes with Rook. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mark Prooks. Or Prooks. Um, Prooks. 
you may know him from uh, Better Call Saul and uh, the new show, What We Do in the Shadows. It's an FX uh, oh, vampire show. Um, but uh, The On Cinema Universe of Tim and the, Eric. The On Cinema Universe of Tim and Eric. But I think most importantly, we have to talk about K-Strass. Um, so... Well, really quickly, I think. Yeah, let's. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Let's 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 All set right. the table a little bit. I think Nate. We wanted to talk about Nate because Nate's story and the way that he kind of joined the show is very unique, mm-hmm. and I think a little atypical considering uh, versus some of the other characters on the show. Um, and we'll we'll dive into that and kind of ha- and what his sort of story is. But um, just this is part of the reason why we were drawn to Nate. He's a he's a minor character, of course. He only appears in the last three seasons of the show. Um, but, but anyway, does he show were. up in episode in season seven? Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was all right. Yeah. So we had just, I mean, we just so done it really quickly. If the drop didn't tip you off, who, who is Nate? <laughs> Nate is, um, Dwight's assistant. He comes who, on as his like, yeah. Assistant laborer, like warehouse technically. He, right. right. He picks Eventually. him up, uh, outside of a hardware store. I assume where, right. uh, uh, migrant speak, workers are. They speak are. Spanish to each other. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. K, K. He's yeah. like, yeah. And then <laughs> they do not speak Spanish. Like, yeah. and, all, and then there's like that little talking head with the guy and the kid translating for him. And yeah, we like, don't go with that. Like, we don't go with that man. We've yeah. seen a lot of people leave with him and they never come back. You know? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. And then, yeah, yo soy un muy bueno worker. Yeah. <laughs> Donde are you from? Uh, Scranton. And before that, uh, La Philadelphia. <laughs> La Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he is, uh, he's Dwight's uh, personal assistant for a while and then he becomes a warehouse worker. When the a warehouse crew wins the lottery. Right. Nate becomes yes, a member of the warehouse. That's right. That's yeah. right. Because he and and he's Dwight's assistant, not as Dwight's capacity as a salesman, but as the building manager. As the building manager. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And it's not clear what <laughs> he is paid or <laughs> if, if he's paid at all. What the arrangement is. Yeah. Uh, no matter how dangerous the task, uh, mm-hmm. Nate is uh, yeah. sent in to do it. Yeah. Um, do do Dwight's bidding. Um, but uh, do we want to? Talk about uh, yeah. Let's talk about the actor. Bit. Let's so, talk about the actor and yeah. Mm-hmm. How he's so, doing the show. Mark Brooks uh, uh, was working at an ad agency long ago and um, was between jobs and got bored and decided to create this character called K Strass or uh, Kenny Strasser, a yo-yo master um, <laughs> <laughs> who teaches kids life lessons. Motivational yo-yo yeah, presenter. Yeah, right, right. And so, and uh, if people have seen Nathan for you, um, Nathan Fielder does this a lot where he um, tricks local news stations and gets uh, them to have him on and ask him all about these fake things he's created. Um, so that's exactly what, uh, what Mark did in this situation. And those YouTube videos are up. You can watch... Three Can't or four, they are They're so really funny. hysterical. <laughs> um, he just comes on and uh, uh, starts complaining about how hard his life is and how he's not, <laughs> like, you know, the, the, they set it up as he goes around to schools and works with kids and teaches, shows them cool yo-yo tricks and he's, like, supposed to be this great uh, yo-yoer. Well, he, it's it's he, all <laughs> it's all about uh, environmental. Right. Oh, that's the, right. The message is saving the environment through yo-yos. Right, right. Which is ridiculous on its own, and he wears like <laughs> he a yellow T-shirt that. with it... suspenders and shorts, <laughs> and like, I mean, imagine Nate, his character on The Office. Just right. take that character and put him on local news, being like, "I started yo-yoing uh, <laughs> several years ago," and and watch the anchors just try to make this yeah. person interesting. He's like, at all. he starts talking about we. 
I've, we've had a lot of problems with the schools lately, and to be honest, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty frustrated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he actually does tell a narrative over yeah. his five appearance appearances, and he did this around the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's from I want to say Wisconsin or mm-hmm. somewhere up, oh, up yeah. in the Midwest. But he, yeah, so he does it, and he actually tells a story over the course of these you know five appearances of his character, which is I don't know, it's just some great performance art that he yeah, pulled off. But it really is. All that to say, that's how he got the attention of some producers at the office who saw his stuff uh, on YouTube. That's exactly right. In fact, it's Paul Lieberstein, Toby, mm. who saw those videos and they had a sit-down meeting and had some coffee and figured out what what mm-hmm. what he could do on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ended up marrying one of the producers at the office. That's right. Yeah, his one, wife. one of the one of the writers at the time. Yep. Uh huh. Um, a nice little story of, of uh, you know, because most love. with The Office, yeah. it's like, you know, they, they auditioned, they got the role. I kind of, this is such an interesting story to bring in. Right. Someone who's clearly like, this person's so funny and he fits the show's tone so well, which I think is like, you know, I mean, why why are we talking about Nate? Why do we like him? Right. You know? And I think, too, some of the other characters that get added on later in the show, even even like smaller characters like are, are bigger names or they're like, hey, what do you know? This person is joining the office. Right. Yeah. Uh, Gabe, Zach Woods was like an improv. He was like, a, I think, like an improv teacher and like very yeah. well known for improv before mm-hmm. he joined mm-hmm. uh, the office. Even like um, what's Ellie Kemper? Yeah. Uh, like, she was oh, like yeah. in sketch comedy. And yeah. like, they, they seem to have a little more of a background, you know, yeah. versus like creating this thing and just getting recognized for it. And it's funny, know? too, that you mentioned those two people because they're not they're not writers. You know, it's like Mindy right. Kaling, of course, is also has that background, but she is a writer on the show. But mm-hmm. then there's these other people who are actors, but probably um, participated a lot in creating the character. It sounds like what what else was Clark in? I feel like I saw him in something before. the Oh, office. Um, yeah, he's in. Uh, I want to say he's in um, um, kick ass. Oh, is that it? I'm not sure. Anyway, he's uh, in. The, he's in. Um, I think the movie. Like I think friend. the movie's called somebody's friend. This is a terrible. This is a, <laughs> yeah. This movie's called. I think it's called Sex Drive. It's like a teenage comedy. Oh, okay. From like the mid 2000s. That's like the first thing I saw him in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You you bought that oh, right? Hot tub. What? No. Oh, hot tub time hot, machine. Yeah, hot yeah. tub time machine is the oh, thing. Yeah. I know. yeah. That's, that's what a, you're yeah. From. Yeah. All right. That movie ages well. <laughs> yeah, I watched it recently. It not- it's uh, it's but it's, it's it's fun to talk about these. Like we talk about the main characters of The Office so much. Yeah, it's just nice to put a spotlight on someone well, like Nate. It's funny too that we just did an episode on Creed, and I feel like Nate is kind of like a new, a fresh Creed that they had to introduce, like in season seven. That just. Somebody on the sideline says ridiculous things and people don't really pay much attention to him. I think the beauty of Nate's character is how little he's actually used. Yeah. You know, I was going through and trying to watch every sort of appearance from Nate. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, jump between episodes. It's like three seasons. And at least according to IMDb, he's credited for like 20 episodes, thereabouts. Mm -hmm. And in some, he's barely in them. And some of them, he's only like in the classic Christmas one. He like he appears just so infrequently. Like he's the one taking the photo of them uh-huh. all out, out mm-hmm. front when it's cold outside, and then he gets the gift. Um, or no, <laughs> Daryl goes to invite Val to the Christmas party, and uh, yeah. Val Val says, uh, "Oh, I thought that was just for popsicles." And Daryl says, "Popsicles." She says, "Yeah, uh, that's that's what we call you office workers because you always got to stick up your butt." And Nate's <laughs> like, "I always thought it was because they're so rich they can afford to eat popsicles all the time." <laughs> 
And then, <laughs> and then, uh, okay, again, just to, just to play this whole thing. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Daryl, Daryl, Daryl says, yeah, you should come up. You know, we have you know food and drinks, cookies, and uh, and you should get really dressed up, right? And Nate mm-hmm. says, I'm so, ex- I'm so, uh, uh, you had me at cookies. I'm so excited to find out what they are. Cookies. <laughs> and then he says, I'll be so handsome for you, Daryl. <laughs> and then the last thing we see him in that episode, yeah. mm-hmm. he's just wearing a vest and doing the Trans Siberian Orchestra thing with Dwight. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, he's he's such a He's such a good character to just sort of stay in the background in the corner and just every now and then have those moments like like much like Creed, but he's kind of the he's like the hyper hyper normal version of Creed. Like Creed's such mm. a weirdo and he's like homeless doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. And and Nate seems like the complete opposite, the most boring person yeah. you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Um but <laughs> equally funny and equally used like in a really, really good way like, like Creed is. But He's so I would funny. like to learn a little bit more about Nate's backstory. I mean, the, the way that he's introduced into the show that he's just hanging out with the migrant workers, like trying to pick up a job somewhere. Like what what was going on in his life at that moment? <laughs> and then Dwight, you know, the, all the Angela says, who is this guy by our cars? And they all look <laughs> out the window and he says, uh, Dwight's like, this is my new uh, worker, Nate. He's going to take care of that hornet's nest. Mm-hmm. Right, and he has he's, to pick his weapon. He lays, lays out a bunch of tools, and he's like, "Do or die." And he's they're like, "What if what if he does? He what if he can't do it?" And Dwight says, "Then he will die." <laughs> and he has like a baseball bat, a blowtorch, a yeah. bow and arrow, a knife. Yeah. yeah, he leaves him a knife to go after a hornet's nest. Yeah, <laughs> and he starts with just the blowtorch. Right, and he goes to the baseball bat. And then he goes back to the baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, it's he comes good, in with a bang. Yeah. It's, it's a good stung. moment to bring up because it's like, why did the showrunners feel the need to bring Nate? Into mm. the fold, like you know, why, it was just like, why is it why is he even is, worth talking about? It is really fun to see Dwight have some power over somebody. I was gonna bring that. Oh, yeah. I was gonna make that point yeah. as well. Yeah, reply it, but, <laughs> but, not, but again, like not within the office, but just right. Like, yeah. I own the building that we work in, which is yeah. um, which is like this kind of backdoor level of power that he has for the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. He's so much of Dwight's henchman, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, minion. Yeah. Like, yeah, just sent out to take care of different tasks. I love and things. When, uh, yeah. when, uh, <laughs> when Dwight and Pam are in there, um, are arguing about, well, Dwight's, you know, started all these new, um, rules for the building. He's got, you know, lights on timers and all these things. Um, so Pam is, uh, you know, in a fight with him trying to, Maybe maybe get uh, the the Dunder Mifflin to move to another space. All these other things, but she's kind of um, feeling defeated, and Dwight witnesses that. So he has he instructs Nate to like bring her this. Uh, ma- I can't remember what it's it was. The, it's like the building code. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a building code manual or something like that, so that she can point out the things that he's doing that are illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Nate walks through the kitchen and is like. I was never here. And then she's like, what? He's like, I was never here. It's a fairly common (laughs) expression. You might want to save it for future reference. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, you know, I think like someone like Nate's character, you sort of need, uh, if you're anticipating someone like Steve Carell leaving Mm. your show, you know, it just like, it's sort of like when, uh, you know, on like a, like a sports team when like a star leaves for another team and suddenly there's all these minutes in playing time that you need to like, Oh, we need to fill the void mm-hmm. that this person's leaving. Yeah, and obviously you can't replace Steve Carell, so it's like, how can we find some other characters to bring in a fresh sort of air of, yeah. of humor? And I feel like he's the best example of that in this yeah. in this last three seasons of the show. I also think, to some extent, 
the the fact that the office was so popular and it was kind of a thing in pop culture you know, in its last few seasons while it was on the air mm-hmm. there is this almost like hey look this person's on the office right in the way that you can almost say any celebrity has been on the simpsons right mm-hmm. it's like what do you know this person is on the office as a special guest star like think of yeah. that episode where tig notaro comes in oh as right that yeah, girl's yeah. mom yeah and all she says is tiffy's <laughs> going to college yeah my daughter beat up a fancy man yeah and then she says a friend of mine uses your paper you guys do great work you guys do yeah. great work yeah like that's what tig notaro says it's yeah. not like you don't it didn't have to be tig notaro mm-hmm. right 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 oh it could have been anywhere or eric yeah. wareheim is one of dwight's friends mm-hmm. at the at the end of the right. show like conan walks by yeah, <laughs> that's true. But the the ensemble just gets so stuffed by the end of the show. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah there's just a lot of characters brought in to do Chris whatever. Gethard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, great show for that is X Files. Everyone mm-hmm. was in an episode of X Files. Like, every major <laughs> actor true. working today. Yeah, uh, guarantee they were in an episode. Parks and Rec did a lot of that too. I would yeah. say. Yeah, they start true. to bring in all kinds of uh, city officials. And it's stuff a pretty like. common thing on sitcoms. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it makes it like you can promote it on ads. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, and guess who's on the Office tonight? Right, right. or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's a little bit of that in Nate's inclusion as well. Mm. I I want to point out a moment of Nate, like amongst his very first lines when he's being. High- considered for the warehouse mm-hmm. in that first drop we played where he's sitting next to so andy is interviewing the three people and it's nate it's the guy doing his thesis i think his name is gideon gideon yeah <laughs> great trivia and then the guy's like uh Bruce. all right you like best best tank top i've ever seen yeah. where'd you get it that guy <laughs> yeah right and he says i made it yeah <laughs> so nate is introduced at that moment when gideon's like uh fyi i'm you know uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I've got a full teaching schedule. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. he's talking about doing his thesis on the decline of the American workforce. And then <laughs> Nate looks that. at him and he goes, uh, also FYI, and he looks at Gideon like, uh-huh. I liked, that was a fun little yeah, thing you did. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to do it too. Uh, just perfectly encapsulates <laughs> Nate in that moment yeah. where he's like, uh, I'm going to play by the rules, uh, but man, I'm going to be hard to listen to. And as he's delivering that speech, he looks over at that guy, I think his name is Bruce, the gym guy, yeah. so often while he's delivering the speech to Andy, he just continually like looks, turns and looks right at him. He's, he's, so he's just a really good nuanced he, actor. Yeah, he really is good. a great actor. He, yes, the, the facial expressions and stuff, and the way mm-hmm. that he kind of just... <laughs> intrudes on scenes. <laughs> also, uh, Andy, I was <laughs> I told Daryl that you know I don't technically have a hearing prop. Like the way yeah. that he just he puts inserts himself. himself. In there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Le- that's like also the the time when everyone's talking about Ryan and Kelly in the break room. Oh yes, and he just inserts himself in that moment and says, <laughs> like you don't even re- realize he's there, and then he just all of a sudden is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say just having only known you a short while, Brian, (laughs) (laughs) that I would pick uh, Rafi. Ravi. Ravi. Uh, And again, (laughs) I don't even know the guy. (laughs) He's he's kind of a return of like, he's a good injection of the most vanilla plain aspects of of working in an office. Mm -hmm. In a show that by the time you're in season seven and eight, Everyone's a cartoon ca- version of like what they were in the early oh, yeah. seasons, and he's this kind of nice palate cleanser of like a really just dry <laughs> office worker. Oh yeah, who's just hard. He just drones, and he's hard to listen to. He's so earnest and like <laughs> yeah, good intention. Yeah. You know, uh, the, yeah. I know I've mentioned this before on the show, but Mike Schur, uh, the actor who played Cousin Mo's, and I actually think Dwight takes on, or excuse me, Nate takes on some of the. Cousin Moe's. Oh, things, that's a good. Those types of yeah, tasks. Yeah, you're right. Uh, right. Yeah. And you don't have to have Mike Sure like dramatically running away right. every single time right, that happens, right? right? Um, of course, Moe's does make his return. But anyway, Mike Sure, 
has mentioned that like stupidity is like the nuclear bomb of comedy. Like it's okay. a, it's always it's a tried and true source, right? In almost every show, there's a character who who is you know being stupid, or that's like a, co- a source of humor, right? But I think it's it's got to be applied or done in like a meaning or like a, a strategic way, or mm-hmm. like you can't just have someone who's walking into walls and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Think about Michael Scott and the way that he would just mispronounce words. And mm-hmm. like it was it, confidently it's, mispronounced. Yeah. Words. Or uh, or think about Andy Dwyer and Parks and Rec. Right. Like right. it's it's a similar um, quality, but it's like shown differently in different characters. Right. Yeah. And I think Nate has a lot of that, too. But it's 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 such a unique presentation of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just this lack of a situational awareness. Yeah. You know, most of the time. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. This doesn't concern you at all. Right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Nate? yeah. And you think about it versus a character like Kevin in the same right. part of the show who is like dialed way up in terms of his stupidity. Why say many words when few words do trick, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me good, sleep big last night. But I, I just think No Nate, way, Jose! <laughs> I just think the way that Nate is, uh, yeah, that lack of awareness is so funny. Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I, 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 I mean, the, the other part that I'm thinking about, too, when he inserts himself is when uh, uh Christmas episode again. Uh, Daryl and Val are kind of having their will they won't they thing, and uh, uh, Val makes everybody a, <laughs> a hat. Nits, nits right, a hat, right. Yeah. Daryl mm-hmm. thinks it's a sweet thing, but he he gets her some really nice gloves, and he at the last minute uh, realizes that she's done this for everyone, so deflects and gives it to Nate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Daryl. They're so elegant. <laughs> She's Your card is more beautiful than the gloves. <laughs> Dar- oh, Daryl. Daryl Daryl gives it to he's like, they're for my man Nate here. He's like, maybe you should open that later. And he goes, Ah, oh, I'm too excited. And then you know what Nate says? The card says, Thank you for being in my life. I think yeah. it's I think it's actually happy Valentine's Day. Mm. But he says, Oh, Daryl. He's like, I'm glad I'm in your life too. <laughs> your card is more beautiful than the gloves. <laughs> oh God. Um <laughs> And then, I mean, looking at how, looking at his arc, I mean, it's like he is in the last episode. He's in the finale in the last couple episodes, really, but doesn't really do anything. No, I don't think doesn't that's do anything, his, in fact. I think that's like the beauty of that character. And part yeah. of the reason, I, Nate's it's one like, of my favorite characters. We don't need closure characters. for this guy. No, you don't yeah. need closure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Nate appears in, you know, I'm thinking in that episode, um, I think the episode is China, mm-hmm. where... Pam and Dwight are kind of going at it about the building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Nate is the guy who cuts the banner down, right? <laughs> and the way and yeah. the way that he looks in the camera, right, is just like a piece of that. And the, yeah. and uh, in uh, Angry Andy, yeah, when uh, David Wallace comes back and announces that he's buying Dunder Mifflin, mm-hmm. Nate is the guy who takes off the saber thing from the sign right outside their offices, right? And again, just gives a little look to the camera. And does because he's yeah. you could just pan in on him. He's just funny, mm-hmm. just standing oh, yeah. there like he's he's amazing. <laughs> in the in the in the hay place episode, yeah. Nate is like loading up bales of hay while Dwight is speaking. Hello, yeah. welcome to hay place, <laughs> a place for hay. Excuse me, get off of there. Those are show bales, not play bales. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know how you guys feel, but I, Nate is I think in my top three maybe a number two after wow. michael scott of just not favorite characters just people when they come on screen i'm just i'm excited. just like oh, so, excited so excited to hear excited. him talk I, yeah i wish there was more i wish i wonder if there's i you know i haven't seen many deleted i haven't yeah. seen most of the deleted scenes i 
Does anything come to mind of uh, of of Nate in any deleted oh, scenes? I'm I, sure there's something. I just can't. Yeah, think of yeah. I, top I, of my head. I w- that would be great if there's more of him. I out think there. I'd go. I think I'd go. Michael Scott one, <laughs> Nate two, and Gabe three. In oh, terms nice. of characters, That's when you good. see them, yeah. you're excited. Just, I'm for excited yeah. for them to do anything. I just can't wait sure. to hear what yeah. they're gonna what mm-hmm. what they're gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love that. Aaron. Baby Aaron is four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. I, I love there's like there's a couple of things that we know about Nate. He likes gum. <laughs> like <is that laughs> at one point to get get Daryl back for the the gloves, he gives him a stack of Nate coupons. He calls them Nate Pons. Right. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's, terrible. And Daryl reads it out loud. He yeah. says, "This is good for one tickle monster attack." Yeah. And Nate says, "There's another one in there." He's like, "I will give you a stick of gum anywhere, anytime, any place." <laughs> he goes, "I will find you. <laughs> I will find you." <laughs> um, then later in the episode, vandalism. Um, Dwight, Pam, and Nellie are trying to figure out who vandalized the mural. So they bribe <laughs> they bribe Nate with gum, um, so that he will reveal who it was. And then as they leave, um, <laughs> Dwight asks for the or Nate asks for the gum, and Dwight says that there wasn't the offer of the gum was uh, fake. And uh, Nate just says that's really rude. <laughs> <laughs> they also bring so they they realize that they have to isolate the weakest one yeah, in the, yeah, of the yeah, warehouse yeah, workers. Right. And Nate is like stacking, like trying to like stack these cardboard boxes. And uh, the way Dwight says, Nate. Your mother is dying, and Nate oh my God. and Nate falls to his knees, and then and then and then it it cuts to them sitting in the warehouse yeah. office, and Nate says, "So she's gonna pull through again." <laughs> She's gonna pull through it. So Dwight's useless. Yeah, Dwight before. says we can tell him his mother's dying. That usually works. <laughs> <laughs> and Pam's like, I don't know. And then he just says it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> there's oh. an amazing there's an amazing blooper, if you haven't seen it, from this particular episode, where they're questioning they're questioning Nate. Mm. And Pam is up in his face. She says who did it? And he says, uh, Frank. Yeah. And so she says, Frank did it? And he goes, I don't know his last name, but sure. Frank did it, did it. <laughs> Frank did it. <laughs> and all of them, all of them break immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I can't so believe that funny. didn't make, like, they didn't, like, try to put that line into the show. That is yeah. so good. Yeah, but, yeah. Frank did it, did it. Uh, I, I don't know if he would have, like, worked with an earlier Dwight. Yeah. Like I feel like it's er, like Dwight, that character sort of earned this sort of uh, person that works under him. Because yeah. early on, Dwight, he's that for Michael. I was going to say, you know? yeah. And right. then it's like eventually let's give him a he, really he watered a... down version of Dwight. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. With, well, there's no intensity to Nate. He's just, exactly. he's just doing exactly <laughs> he's what like he's like a puddle that you're just right. like, you step in and you're like, dang it. <laughs> and the puddle smiles at you and tells you that he doesn't have a hearing problem per se. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not always a puddle. Right. It's it's part of Dwight's sort of arc or Dwight's evolution as a character that he begins so subservient to Michael and so looking up to Michael in such a meaningful way. Yeah. And then ne- near the end of the show, he's got Mose, who is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Mose is like, um, you know, Dwight's cousin, of course, but also his assistant in a lot of ways. But then Nate as well, like, is like mm-hmm. tagging along, doing his bidding, whatever mm-hmm. he wants, you know. Mm-hmm. Any yeah. artists out there, I'd love to see a draw, like, like Dwight's get like Dwight, <laughs> like uh, in a clubhouse with his gang would be Dwight sitting there with like Nate, uh, Mose, oh yeah, Rolf, Trevor, Trevor, Wolf, like, 
I just like to see a drawing of all those people like Gabor, core gang, hanging like, out. Yeah. Gabor, Eric, yeah. uh, Eric, yeah. Troy, yeah. like a Last Supper type of it. Yeah, yeah. that I'm, maybe I'm, get his family. Yeah, I'm there, glad you mentioned that because that that's an important ep- or that's that's an episode in which Nate features prominently is the Junior Salesman episode. Mm. So they have a Junior Salesman and. Uh, opening and Dwight is going to get Dwight as acting manager is going to give the job to one of his friends, uh, right. so he calls them all in, and Nate is in there, right? And, there, and Clark is also um, applying for the role, and he says, um, "How did you guys find out about this role?" And Nate says, uh, "Well, Dwight called my house, but he, my mother told me, but Dwight didn't know that." My mother and I are quarreling right now because be, because I can't stay out of her stuff. <laughs> and he's he's just wearing a necktie over his over his warehouse shirt and a pair of blue jeans. Yeah. You know, he might be like a perfect character to bring along if they did a reboot as like a new manager oh that would be yes like i would love nate, to see more nate, nate yes. could take it over like he would be a great manager because they didn't <laughs> what do you they didn't <laughs> well, be, i mean a manager the character yeah, yes for the yeah. show yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no he's a, he's the worst employee I've ever seen. <laughs> no question <laughs> there's a reason he was just on the street asking people for jobs right. <laughs> he said and dwight says there's a scene where dwight is going running through everyone right and they're all assembled yeah. in in that conference room and he yeah. says, nate is a proven entity and he's like however he does come with some liabilities he's like <laughs> earring speech basic cognition <laughs> <laughs> anything else um I, you know you i got- mean mark mark Brooks, uh, like you said he's uh you know he uh, Tim Heidecker's show on cinema, which is a YouTube show, and now is going to be a movie. Well, it's it's a it, lot of things. Yeah, it's a whole universe. But he, uh, it sounds plays like plays a similar he role. And uh, who, who's Neil Hamburger? What's his Greg name? Turkington? Greg Turkington. So the three of them kind of invented that whole. Um, I, I guess it just all started with them just making each other laugh by giving each other fake movie reviews right. at a diner one day. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Um, he, so, he plays so the that's same a role very as Nate, funny. Basically. Yeah, that's a very funny show. If you haven't watched it, there's like, I mean, it's hours of content. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten seasons. There's a five-day live trial. That There's part a spinoff insane. show named Decker. Yep. Um, Go for it. And he, and he appeared, Mark Brooks appears, just pops up in the background yeah. throughout all of these things. <laughs> and like... In the fake show Decker, he plays like every role that, oh my like, god, every other role they need besides <laughs> Tim Heidegger. Anyway. Um, he is in Bob's Burgers as Mr. Dinkler from the Topsy episode. If you guys know that oh, one, yeah, the, uh, elephant. the elephant, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the uh, he's the teacher who loves Topsy. Um, in that oh, episode. Topsy, oh, Topsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and better call Saul, he's he's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I, I want to go that. see it. I mean, like. He's, he does the same basic yeah, character yeah, as Nate, yeah. but he drives like a yellow Hummer. I did catch a little, yeah, I did catch a little like uh, a clip on YouTube of him like talking to gangsters. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's like, imagine Nate with like hardcore breaking bad gangsters and he's like, I have valuable baseball cards. I'm holding his collateral. <laughs> uh, I can tell you my name or we don't have to do names. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's whatever you prefer. Yeah, if you want more Nate, check, check that out. Yeah. yeah. As a small little detail that I noticed going through all these Nate episodes is that Nate is a member of the Knights of the Night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Of course. <laughs> yeah. He does everything. Right. right. Yeah, I guess that's the gang. That's Dwight's gang. He yeah. doesn't seem to have his own life outside of no. <laughs> he no. just uh, He signs up with Dwight mm-hmm. on that on that. Uh, out uh, hanging out with the migrant mm-hmm. workers, and that's it. Um, 
No, I don't. Any any hot takes? Any? No, Nate's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I, want, I think we, no, we wanted, wanted to talk about we Nate. We just wanted to recount all. We just wanted to say, yeah, remember, what about Nate that one time? <laughs> and then just give a Nate quote. That's, that's what like, we wanted. That is to most do. of the show. That's though, why we did yeah. That's why we're doing this Hey, remember this? this? Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the yeah. whole point. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you everyone so much for listening. As you heard today, you can call us and leave us a message. Our phone number is 503-694-9314. You can call us and leave us a message. We love to play them on the air. You can email us questions. Michael Scott Pod at gmail.com and then ms podcast company M- oh my gosh ms podcast company at gmail.com is that right yeah all right uh uh we're on facebook and instagram michael scott podcast company we're on twiddle mm-hmm. twitter at michael scott pod and we have, we're on twiddle <laughs> we're on twiddle mm-hmm. uh facebook's you, youtube's yeah you can check us out on the world wide web yeah uh, special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who runs our social media and designs all our Big artwork. Shout. And special thanks to Open Signal, a commun- community media center in Portland, where we record our podcast. Now. Yeah. And sincere thanks to everyone who sent in a question, a voicemail, yep. a comment, anything in, on any of our channels, or yep. asked us questions in person, sent yeah. things to the show. Yeah. We see them all. We're trying to catch them all. Yeah. But we want to collect them and go through them one by I, one in, I think in a format like now this. Now we kind of have a, a nice uh, 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 mm-hmm. uh, chest of, of Every, questions. Yeah. Too. And, We'll empty it out every few months. Yeah. So if we don't do it on the show, we'll get to it whenever we do one of these yeah, episodes. For sure. Yeah, for like sure. Michael with his comment box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to do something about your coffee breath. You need to do something about your coffee breath. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was weird. <laughs> uh, well, again, thank you guys so much for listening. And join us next week when we talk about our favorite show, The Office. Pippity poppy, give me the solid. Yes, sir. Threat level who? Michael's gone. Threat level what? Apartheid. Gotta fight it. Free Mandela. Peace, I'm out. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.